All right. What is it? It's Tuesday. It's a day late, but I'm riding solo today. Stacy's away, and uh, I'm committed to this. So every week we must do one, no matter what. So I'm doing a solo one today. So today's today's Tuesday. We had quite a week going on, and uh, I have my mom calling me right now. Hold on. Let's pick this up. Hello. There you go. Hello. Do you hear me? I can hear that's pretty good now, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm doing a solo podcast. Okay. Stacy's away and you're on the podcast currently. Right this moment? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have a question for you. Yes, go right ahead. I was sitting with my friend yesterday and she said um we were discussing the importance of school for young people. And I said to her, probably you probably have to good have good judgment to not. Um, you would have to have good judgment to to understand that your kid doesn't always need school. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, school is never my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like wondering, like, oh, maybe my mom saw that I wasn't ever going to be like a school person. So that's what I'm asking you. I did think you were going to go to college. Um, just uh, I just assumed. Um, but when you decided not to, um, I knew that you would be successful in another way. Like selling drugs? Well, no. Something legal. Do you think I would be good at selling drugs, though, if I were to go that route? I do not believe you would be good at selling drugs. You think I'd well, be bad at would. selling drugs? It's kind of hurtful. Maybe. Maybe you would be good at selling drugs. I just assumed because you don't do drugs. But then again, that might be a selling point to not do drugs and sell and be a seller of drugs. I believe the phrase is don't get high on your own supply. Yes, yes, yes. I heard that. And so that might be you might be onto something there. Right. So the idea of understanding that, oh, that kid's not meant for school it wasn't a thing for you. No, I wouldn't have pushed and said everybody has to go to school. I don't believe everybody has to uh, to uh, go to school. But if you took my experience in school alone, would you go ahead and say, would you go ahead and say that was an issue? Like you wouldn't say like, oh, he's someone who's not going to do school. But you said that I would go to college though. I did. I just assumed you would. Like, so I go over and see, like, Martin and Sylvia's three kids, and I'm like, okay, which one's going to be the school person? Which one's going to be the work person? And I'm pretty sure, I feel like you can tell pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. Not always, but I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That That's really, that's made the major question here. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, my political view would be, yeah, they shouldn't push everybody to go to college. Uh, people should have their talents uh be more f- focused on individuals talents yes all right all right well well i will talk to you later that that's the question i had okay i hope i helped you yeah i've discovered a lot all right goodbye all right well i guess she had a good point there right if if school was kind of developed for like corporations and and understanding how to make an employee rather than how to make someone their full potential um, school is definitely important. I think you need to hit all those subjects and see if you shine in any of them in particular, because a lot of those subjects are things that push the the the, the country forward. 
you know, if you're a great mathematician, you can you can be a great engineer or a coder or stuff like that. Um, if you're into science and you're great at science, you can move science and all healthcare, all that forward. So I think it's good to have everyone go through those loops a little bit, whether it's be all end all. That's a different story. Um, I guess my experience in school was more. I was a horrible student. I graduated high school with like a average GPA of under 70, which is just passing. And that's just because basically they didn't want to hold me back. Um, went to college for not even a semester. But um, school was tough for me. I really did not feel in place there. Didn't feel at home there. Um, I had I had friends. I had plenty, plenty of friends and I was on the sports teams and I was as popular as I wanted to be. But I didn't really want to be popular because I didn't want to be part of the community. So I stayed to myself and I didn't really show up to parties even though I was invited. Um, and I didn't really enjoy the, the, the experience of school. I think, I think a lot of what school is in that high school area is um, it has a lot to do with grades in a sense. Like you need to be at least a little bit together because everyone talks about college and where they're going and what they want to be. And uh, they got a lot of their confidence in that, where I was quite the opposite. I lost a lot of confidence because school wasn't for me. It never was, and it, it really never will be. Um, I'm not I'm not a speller, reader. I'm just not into it. And I don't I think the amount of energy it would take me to be mediocre at that kind of stuff would completely drain me. So now why not lean on things that I actually am good at and have other people do those other things? So everyone can focus. You should really focus where the energy is. Focus your energy where, where you know, go towards the feel good because you'll do better work that way. You don't need to go to school. It's ridiculous. All right, I'm done ranting about school. But no, it's, it's something to consider. It's made, I'm sure a lot of people in the pet grooming community have, have similar um, experiences with education. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. With that said, I think I think if you are somebody who I don't want to insult anybody, but if you're someone who's kind of not really a go-getter, school is definitely more for you. If you if you want to not if you don't want the most out of your career, if you don't want your life to be your career, you should probably go to school. Cuz for eight hours, six to eight hours a day, you're going to make the most money if you go to school. Doesn't mean you're going to make the most money. I'm saying if you want to have a job for six hours or eight hours a day, consistent basis, not work weekends, go to school because then you get most efficient or you'll get most bang for buck for your eight hours during your day if you're educated because they just write you checks, bigger checks because you went to a couple of classes when you were 20. It's a good deal. Now, if you if you're going to grow a business or be an entrepreneur or get into something or real estate, whatever you get into, they're going to outshine most people who go to school by a long shot. But that's not the easier road. That's the harder road. But there's a bigger, bigger upside there. Um, and again, if you go to school and you, you go for until you're 25 years old and then you come out. You would be fine, too. There's no there's no hurt there. There's no hurt there. I mean, how much time can you really be wasting? People, I wasted my time in school, but really what, have, what, 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 what do you have been doing? 
Like, I don't know. People aren't completely booked up that they need every single second in their day. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm 32. I'm about to be 32. About a, about a month here. It is, yeah, 32. I've been in business for quite some time. And I guess that brings a good point. It's the, the path of least resistance is often not the correct path. So we had to make some big decisions this week in the business. We let go of our, um, our office girl who's been with us for three years. And, you know, you build up relationships with these people and it's a tough thing to do, to fire people. But it comes to a point where you need to worry about, well, you know, the company itself comes to a bigger point where no one part is bigger than the whole thing. So uh, what's the famous quote? The needs of the few, the, the needs of the few out, get outweighed by the needs of the many or something, something like that. But there's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of moving parts in this business. So no one can outshine anybody. Um, even myself as the owner, you know, if I, I always say to Stacy and I come up and, and I say, if I die, this thing has to run exactly how it would run if I was alive. And that goes for every single part in our company, whether it's, um, me, Stacy, one of our groomers, our office staff, anybody, if someone dies, we should be able to completely just stick to a routine there. It shouldn't collapse the entire company. You see this with a lot of small businesses that the owner has such a tight grip on everything that he completely, he or she, sorry, um, completely just, just strangles the business, squeezes it so tight that it doesn't allow it to grow ever. Um, you got you to gotta give up control. You definitely have to give up control. And I've been focused on that for years now years and years of just giving up control and growing the business and putting a lot of people in and over hiring, definitely over hiring. But um, it's definitely time to take a step back. Take a step back and take control again, not completely squeeze the shit out of the business where it's not going to grow. Uh, but it's it's certainly it's certainly time to take back control and make this machine as efficient as possible. You know, we spent to give us a, some kind of a timeline, I think we spent two years really growing and growing and growing, not really know what we're doing, get our hands on as many trucks as we can afford, hire as many people as, as we can have here that keep on showing up. Whoever shows up can work. Um, so we did that for a few years. We're just all hands on deck. Let's just get this work done. Last year, we really revamped the company with uh, pricing, we had nearly a 30% price increase uh, January 1st of last year. So coming up on 13 months of doing that, that was a huge learn a learning experience. Um, scary, got very slow, very fast, uh, as you can expect with 30% increase in price. And um, yeah, so we did a lot of rebranding last year, uh, rebrand, price increase we did um we got almost all new trucks we're about to sell our last old truck and then our oldest truck at this point will be a 2019 Mercedes Sprinter with like 40,000 miles 
So we really have really fresh, clean, nice trucks, um, company uniforms. Um, we just have all the bells and whistles at this point in this last year. And doing that revamp of 2022 leads us into 2023, where we have the people, we have the products, we have, we have everything. Now it's time to polish what we've, we've created. Um, you know, we're not, we're definitely not focused on growth this year. We're looking on to just polish, polish what we have. You know, if we have eight trucks, figure out how we can have all eight trucks out every day of the week rather than get 10 trucks and 11 trucks and 12 trucks. Like, that's what we were always focused on. How can we just afford another truck? Now it's really, really digging in. And what's our rate of occupancy on the truck? You know, if we're right now or like 70% of the time our trucks are out, how can we get that up to a 75, 80% of the time? How can we get our routes tighter? How can we get our rebooks tighter? How can we, you know, all these little things that we really want to polish this year that are going to lead us into having a fantastic 2023. I think it's a really good year to polish. Um, if you look at the economy, I understand people say like the economy doesn't get, the, the dog business doesn't really get hurt by the economy, but it, it really does in a, in a little bit to a degree. Um, you know, we have eight trucks, so we, we can tell the difference. If you have one truck and you lose a couple of clients, you usually don't notice it, um, especially you probably need a break and you're probably happy with a break and you probably had a couple of people waiting for you to open up a spot. But, you know, if we cut down just 10% of people or people spread their, their appointment out instead of four weeks or doing six weeks, you can feel that pretty quick with, uh, with the amount of volume we're doing. So it's a good year to not focus so much on buying more and more and more trucks and putting yourself more and more and more in debt. It's to figure out how to get as efficient as possible with what we have. Um, so that was a big reason why I took over this office job. Um, I spent a few years really not being in tune with it. And uh, I just, I'm looking forward to getting, digging into it and getting all the flaws out of it and seeing how we can get it more efficient and um, add value, just how I can add more value and then eventually hire somebody again to do the job to add more value. And when I say more value, meaning making the clients happy because we have a system in which they're getting what they want to a degree. And then the old balancing act of um, adding value to the groomers. So they feel like their, their routing is super tight. They feel like their clients are always taken, getting taken care of and no one's getting care of, you know, forgotten about. Because um, the clients and the groomers have a very tight relationship. And you can even tell when you start to grow it's almost like the client, the groomer versus the company happens sometimes. There is a dynamic of that where they'll never get really mad at the groomer, but they'll get mad at the company or the office staff or something. Um, so there, there's that that you battle on a, a regular basis. So I'm, I'm really am looking forward into to diving into all that and figuring it all out. So Stacy's been away for two weeks. This is her second week coming into vacation. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of learning, not learning. I knew what she did, but I, I didn't do it on a daily basis. Not for a while. She's been at the helm for two years now, two years now, where basically 
I would I, I never would have to have to show up. The only time my only definite job is to fix things. So if something breaks in the trucks or something goes wrong, that's when a hundred percent, no matter what, I have to fix it and, and show up. Other than that, I would just kind of show up a couple times a week to just kind of get a vibe, look at the groomers, feel out the vibe, just just see what the energy's like. But I wouldn't do too much. I'd help Stacy out when she needs it. Um, you know, a, a run here, a run there, a reorder, um, things like that. But never really taking control for this long. So this is going to be two weeks, and uh, I saw so many. You know, the 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 yard runs fine, the groomers run fine, the trucks are running fine. Everything's running pretty good on that front. But where we had the biggest flaw in the week leak in the company was really the the in-office, how that was getting done. And, you know, I thought of a few things on what we could do. We could retrain. We could um, kind of change the job title from what it was to something else. But it all would have, it, it really just, need, you really just need to rip the Band-Aid off sometimes and just get a complete overhaul. Yeah, it's going to cost me um, a lot of time. And it's going it, to, it's, it's hard to value what it will be eventually at the moment because it's like, oh, I can hire someone for this amount of day and they can do all this stuff I've been doing all day. Um, and I would sign up for that deal all the time. Why wouldn't I sign up for that deal? Uh, but the problem was that it, there was no sustainability there. It just wasn't working. It just needs to be completely... And I blame myself. You can't blame people. If you're blaming other people and you're the owner, you're a bad owner. You need to be able to blame yourself and, and at bare minimum say, I hired the wrong person at bare minimum. But really, more than anything, it's, it's bad, bad hiring and bad, it's, um, bad training. And, uh, and then it just, once it gets to a, per, a point of years and years of, of something that's not going to work for the company, it, it, it turns into a problem. And it shouldn't have turned into a problem. Um, it's something that should have been handled very long ago. So I blame myself for that, that it's, it's definitely something that I should have focused on from the jump. But it, it's, with that said, it's something that, that I've learned, right? So I won't hire another person ever again without having clear instructions on what they can and can't do and um, being able to watch someone grow with the company. You would need to grow with the company. And it, I would just have a much, much tighter tighter grasp on what they do and, and how they do it. Um, but it's a hard, it's a lot of hard decisions. It's, it's, it's emotional and you have to put that to the side. And that's a big, that's actually one of the main reasons most people aren't into business by themselves. Just for that reason alone, someone you know for three years, you have to just call them and fire them. Let them go. And you have to have you have to have a vision for the company before anything, even yourself. Um, and you can't be hypocritical about it. Like it's always been about the company. It's never been about me. It's never been about any, any particular employee. So when making a hard decision like that, it makes it a little less stressful, a little less hard when it's it, it, it's the reason why there's a firing is because we're doing something to benefit the company. Um, 
even I feel like even hiring Stacy for the last two years, that was something that's beneficial to the company. I was starting to check out. I was starting to go through other things in my life and, and um, other things I wanted to focus on in my life for, for a little bit of time. And it would have been right to my employees and it wouldn't have been right to the people who built this business and the, the, the clients who call this company for me to stay at the helm. Yeah, it would have been great. I would, I would have made more money. I would have, you know, been the boss, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever confidence comes with being the boss and having the power and this and that. I gave all that up because it, it's never been about even me. So the profit margins sink because I want the company to do better, not me. So again, when it goes back to firing somebody that you've known for years and years and they come to company functions and they, you know, you talk to them on a regular basis almost every day, it's, it's less personal, personal to me. Because if I'll fire myself, I'll definitely fire you. Um, and it's unemotional and it's, it's strictly business. And it's something, that's something people struggle with the most with starting a business. Um, anyone who would be listening to this and that owns a company knows someone that should be fired. And they don't do it because it's the easier path is, ah, I'll give her another week. I'll give him another week. I'll, I'll try to retrain. I'll try to this. I'll try. It's easier. I'll just be able to go home and have dinner and a glass of wine. And I won't have to stress about firing somebody. And I won't have to stress about now I have another job and I won't have to stress about all the shit that I have to figure out now. That's the harder part, but that's always the part that's going to help the company grow. That's always the part. That's the part that makes you a winner is that constant, constantly making yourself uncomfortable and pushing forward. Um, and I don't mean this to sound like a fucking self-help book, but it's, it's, um, it's almost always the move. Making yourself uncomfortable and move forward when it comes to anything, even exercise. I know I talk a lot about exercise and I do triathlon and whatnot, but you know, you, you do a lot of working out and every so often you do these, these particular workouts that bring you right to your limit and then you push that limit just a little, just a little. And if you never make yourself uncomfortable in training, if I don't, if I just run an easy pace seven days a week, I'm never going to get better. Every so often, you got to push those limits and really, really, really try to up your threshold um, and what you can handle and, and the level of work you can do. So it is important to make yourself uncomfortable and make those decisions that are very uncomfortable. But we shall see. We'll see what the coming weeks bring. Um, you know, Stacy obviously got the news that we fired somebody. I did discuss with her quite a bit about it. But nothing too, like I didn't give her any definites. So I came out guns blazing on Monday. I let the team know, let Stacy know. I don't think she took it, got too much stress about it. She's still away. Um, but it's something we're going to work together on. We'll come up with some sort of a game plan on how to make this work for everyone. The company just has a lot going on right now. We have, we actually have a good amount of growth in this last couple of months here. Um, just because we're spending so much on the online marketing and we're really pushing for new work, new work, new work. Um, that we 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 have a lot of employees that have been wanting to step up and do more days. But last year, with that big price increase, we haven't had that much work. We've had enough work to keep everyone doing what they were doing, maybe a little bit less. 
But this upcoming year, we're already seeing that we're going to, like every so often, we're like, hey, can you work an extra day? Can you work an extra day? So it's starting to get that vibe where we're getting more trucks on the road each day. And if we can just start to completely dial that in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wind up being a good year. It's going to wind up being a good year and a, another year of learning and figuring this thing out. I wish I had a building update. Um, I'm sure if you heard any other podcast, I constantly talk about getting a property. All the rent around here between living rent and parking rent and storage rent and laundry, um, it starts to make sense to buy a property even if it is crazy expensive. Uh, rent is so crazy. Just our truck parking rent is around $2,000 a month with electric and water, uh, which if you're not from New York, you're probably like, that's double my mortgage for parking in a, in a dirt lot. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no structure there. We don't have an office there. It's just a dirt lot. We rent a dirt lot. So it's, it's getting to the point where we really need to push for a property. With that said, I would love to continue to do more pet services like daycare and boarding and whatnot. And uh, that's really a big goal for 2023. And uh, that would be something to work with, to work on also with the mobile grooming. At some point, I, I think this will be a complete pet service company and not just a mobile grooming business. So those are, those are the goals. Those are the goals. All the employees are holding up pretty good. I just had a little mishap with one of the groomers. We have a 2020 Pro Master from Wagon Tails. And it's relatively new. What do we have? Maybe 15,000 miles on it. And we had one of our part-time groomers come in on Friday and she put diesel fuel in the gas truck. So that turned into a big, big disaster. Um, luckily, she caught it as she was pumping. So she didn't drive it. So they towed it right out of the gas station, brought it over, dumped the tank. They had to pull the gas tank out. They had to dump the tank. It was a whole fiasco. So that was the latest craziness of last year, last year, last week. Um, we got our other truck wrapped, so now we have just about all of them wrapped in the new, the new uh, logo. And what else? We had an employee call out yesterday, and instead of canceling because we're so backed up this week, I actually groomed some dogs. So that's the reason this is late. I did, uh, I did some dogs yesterday, and then I had to. Uh, Go get that truck that had the diesel fuel in it because that was finally done. And then finally, finally able to drop off one of our Sprinters, 2021 Sprinter, that had an accident all the way back in May that we just never were able to get to the body shop where we didn't focus on and the holidays came around. Anyway, it's finally in the body shop. Beautiful new truck, has a big old dent in it in the passenger side. So that's finally getting fixed this week. Super happy about it. Um, it's going to look super nice. I I ordered, I'm starting to get a little, I get obsessive about things. So when I start to like start to think of like, oh, we should work on this with the company. We have to completely work on it. So I walked all the trucks today. I ordered like a taillight for one of the trucks. I ordered new hubcaps for another one. 
So, and then I was like getting a body quote, body work quote for another truck that has like a dent in the bumper. So I'm trying to like make all the trucks look pristine now. So I always get on, I always get on, I have an addictive personality that I, I get stuck on one thing and now I need them all perfect. And then it'll be on to the next thing. I'll be on to the next thing pretty soon. Uh, what else? It's February. We had our first snow, first snow of the year, but it's already 40 degrees. Uh, so it's mostly rain at this point, but woke up mid-island, Long Island, with like two inches of snow. And then once we got down to the south shore to open the yard, uh, it was basically rain down there, right on the coast. So it was so bad. It wasn't so bad at all. Um, did not go to the Hamptons this week. Stacy's away. I'm supposed to be going to Atlantic City next weekend, but I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I feel like I have a lot to do around here. kind of feel a little exhausted. I've been eating a lot of, not eating, I've been doing a lot of espressos, cappuccinos. I, I'm in a building. It's like this fancy building that I don't get along with anyone here. I'm just not like them. And um, I've never used the espresso machine downstairs in the lobby, and they have this high-end espresso machine. So I've been down there twice a day getting double espressos with foam, cappuccino kind of deal. So I'm addicted to that as well. But that's it. I, I don't really have, I feel like we've been through a lot. It's been, it's been a tough week. It's been sort of a all over the place week, a big learning week. Um, been dating that girl still. Which Stacy actually surprised me. She was... She was away, and I thought she was with her boyfriend the entire time. But it ha she's, she's traveling alone. She, she's weird like I am. I thought only I'd do that shit. Let me see if she'll pick up the phone. Call her right now. She's traveling. She drove. She's driving all up the East Coast from Florida. And um, she sees her friend down in Deerfield Beach, I believe, Florida. And uh, I saw her stop in Carolina. And I don't know, a few other things. She might not pick up. She's busy. The work phone's busy right now, too. Hello? Stace. Yes. What are you doing? I'm with <clears throat> Brooke. Oh, good. I have the podcast on. I figured I'd give you a call. Oh. I have a question. Yes. Um... The people want to know, Stace, are you running away from your boyfriend? No. I I'm thought running you... away from you. I'm running away from you. Me? Yes. There's been big changes here at this company since you've been gone. Right. But you... That's why I'm running away from you. Do you feel like you're going to run back into like... um? Do you feel like you're going to run back into hell or do you feel like you're going to run into like one of those wheat fields in like a Viagra commercial? What? You know, like in a Viagra commercial, they have like those wheat, those wheat fields. It's like always shot in like a wheat field. I can't, I, I gotta be honest. I don't pay attention to Viagra commercials like you do. No. <laughs> no. It's always a wheat field. It's always like a, a people, maybe some, I don't know if there's a family, but there's usually... Two people, they do a lot of mixed race now because that's a, you know, that's how it goes. Right. And, and so, right. 
and they're happy because the man got an erection in the wheat field. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he did it in the wheat field, but they're just happy and they're like prancing in the field and they're like, oh, we, we fuck now. So we're happier. <laughs> Look at us dance. So, you know, that's really what I was trying to get to. So do you feel like well, you're going to come back to a, to do you feel like you're coming back to a wheat field or do you feel like you're coming back to hell? I guess we'll just have to discuss that at a later time and then I can make that assessment. <laughs> I think that's fair. We don't want to put a, a label on what you're coming back into. Right. Well, you're missed around here. I, I thought maybe not about not coming back, though. My you, friend Brooke here, we just went to, uh, where did we go? Pet Playground. Pet, pet Playground in yeah. Pompano. Oh, very nice. John David. That's very cool. Down in Florida. So he runs his company right there out of out of Pompano. He's, he's out of Boca Raton. Boca Raton, high end East Coast is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So how many how many days was his course? Just one? Just one day. Very cool. How often is he running those classes? This was a one time. And uh, I think Olga is going to be at Pet Playground May 16th. I only know the day exactly because that's my birthday. It's a Tuesday, so Olga is going to be teaching a class, I'm guessing, on something poofy in an Asian fusion cut. Something poofy (laughs) in an Asian... Right. You got to stay to what you know. I get it. So, um, what is this Pet's Playground? What's going on there? What is that set up? They're actually a grooming school. Oh. Down in Pompano. Oh. Um, they're not as big as, like, let's say, yeah, the Nash or, like, uh, the New York School of Dog Grooming. But they're smaller than Wolfgang School. Wolfgang is a company based down here. It's a southern-based company. I'm pretty sure that they're based out of Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Their home thing. Yeah. And they do franchising and whatnot. But yeah. They just opened up their own school. Nice. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw their franchises. They actually do a really good job on setting up the stores. Really nice. Yeah, they, they are. The, the stores are beautiful. I will say that. I like the color motif that they're going with. Yeah, they do a good it's job. A pinkish purple. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, let's go. They, they have them all over. They have one down there where we pick up the hand these days. They have one down in Greenville. Some girl has one there. I went yeah, in and talked to I just to also her. met a girl at the at the thing on Sunday. Just graduated from, you know, that uh, the place. And she actually owns uh, Wolfgang. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Florida is this plot. Florida is the spot, Stace. Everything's happening yeah, in Florida. All the pro groomers, you can do whatever you want. Brooke's there. I'm here. The dog's here. We have Publix. Publix is good. I do like a Publix. Chicken chicken tender pub subs. I'm not used to calling them subs. They're heroes. They are heroes. I don't know about subs. I don't think sub is a thing for me either. I think hero is a thing. No, it's a hero. It's a hero. It's a hero. It's definitely a hero. It's definitely like, a hero. Like it's a gyro. It's a gyro. Oh, well, you're not from Florida. They're calling it subs down there, and they call it fucking deli meat. They don't call it cold cuts. Those people are all, you know, you know Southern people. So that's good. So you guys are having a good time. What's the weather like? It's uh, 88. 88. It's not humid. No, not cloudy. Beautiful out. 
It was snowing here today. I know. I heard. It's terrible. But I guess that's how life goes. Are, when are you coming back, Stace? I'm actually not sure because I'm going to be stopping a couple of places on the way. So. Okay. Are you coming back by Monday or no? Of course. I'm back to work on Monday. But, I, yeah, I'm going to stop in St. Augustine, I think. And then, I don't know. I was thinking about maybe stopping in Greenville, too. I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. If you don't make it back, you know what I've always said. If anyone dies in this company, the company must go on. Well, then, but I'm... If anyone dies, no, it's only you. If you die... If I die... No, if I die at this point, now everyone's screwed. I've, I've totally thrown a monkey wrench into my strategy. Yes, you have. Yes, but you have. It's time. It's time. It's time. Well, that's it. That's all I had for you. I will, I, will, I will call you when times get better. Um, I'll wrap this podcast up. I'm keeping it nice and short this week, but I needed to get one out. I'm glad that you missed me, though. I'm glad. Oh, you're, you're, you're highly missed. And oh, do we have... We, and we, we have... When you, when you get back, we have some talking to do. What does that See, mean? They want to distress her out before she goes. Is that a threat? It's a promise, darling. I know. Yeah. Down here in Florida. Doesn't sound like hostage though. It sounds like they're just living a better life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have no state income tax. Just saying. It's almost like the like the reverse. Like people used to run to the north for freedom. Now they're running to the south for freedom. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So, I'll leave with you guys with that. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Well, that's fun. I was checking it with them. So that is Stacy and her friend, Brooke, her best friend, Brooke, who moved down to Florida a few years back. Uh, Florida, uh, Brooke is also a groomer. Uh, I believe she's a shop groomer at this point, but she has done mobile. And they just took John David's class. Uh, if you don't know John David and you're a groomer, uh, get your life together. But Google him. You'll, you'll figure it out pretty quick. So he had a class down there. And they took that class and got a certification or whatever, whatever, just picking up some tips. So that's cool that they they got that done. And uh, and that's it. So it's Tuesday. This is my Monday because uh, yesterday I had to groom some doggies. And I really, you know, I really enjoy grooming dogs no matter what. You know, I have people pass comments to me. Um, people, people are weird. People are weird. They, they... They don't, hmm. they don't see the opportunity, they don't see the opportunity in things. So me, personally, I would never look at someone's career and their job and say, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, I would just like, oh, well, if you figure out how to do it this way, it could be very uh, prosperous. It can be very, you know, it it can be, it can be a great job. So like, I'll never look at a, a guy who's like, picking up there's a big service around here on long island picking up geese shit so you read the guy's truck and he it's like called poop control poop patrol or something and i'm sure he has a ton of clients and i'm sure he has a couple of trucks and employees that go from you know on these big huge properties and they walk the properties and pick up dog crap and geese crap and whatnot and um I'm, I guarantee he gets comments all the time and i guarantee he makes way more money than most people who are making those comments so 
you know, I, with that said, I have people that are like, oh, it's nice to not have to groom dogs anymore to me. And, and they see it almost like, they say it almost like, oh, when you were grooming dogs, you were less than. That's how I feel they're saying it, at least. Maybe it's my lack of confidence, but it's just the way people talk. And I think everyone here knows what I'm talking about, which they're like, I got that comment when I was running my one truck and grooming dogs. Oh, but what are you going to do for a living? Oh, you should take all these city tests. You should take like the union test and, um, you know, try to become a cop or a firefighter or something. You can do the grooming thing on the side. And, and it, it just made me check out of the conversation immediately. First off, it's so fucking offensive that you would tell me that my job is not legitimate enough for you, that I should go take a corporate job somewhere because you got it in your head as a kid that working for a Fortune 500 company is the way to prosper in life or working for the government is the way to do it so you can retire in 20 years. I get it. There's all great things that are associated with those jobs. But if you're not doing those jobs, it doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing. So when someone says that, it's like, dude, get get away from me. I can't even have conversations with people like that. Um, and then no one really, you know, if I have 100 trucks and I'm making millions a year, then everyone wants to be your fucking friend and like, oh, you were a genius for starting this and that. If you don't respect me when I was doing one truck and, you know, I was showing up to parties with dog hair all over me because I didn't have time to shower, then I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you at all. Like that's, I have no respect for people like that. There's a lot of people like that. Anyway, what my point, sorry, I go on tangents a lot. Um, my point was this. I was grooming dogs yesterday, and not that I never do it. You know, I still groom about once a week. But, like, just getting out to, like, local clients here and, like, seeing people and letting them know I'm the owner and I've never seen them before. I'm like, hey, I'm the owner. I'm covering for Kathy today. Um, they're, they're, like, just get, they just chat with you, and they're so happy, and they, like, ask you about your business, and you know, hold on, let me humble brag right here. They're always like, oh, you're so young. I can't believe you're this young. Always get that, you know, because I'm young, dark, and handsome. It's great. It's less fun to say that when Stacy's not in front of me. It's just weird me saying that alone. I apologize. Uh, anyway, yeah, just, just getting out there and talking to the clients and getting a vibe and, and seeing, watching people pull the truck. Like, it just seems like it's really nice to see. And, and I do feel really lucky that I you know, was brought into this kind of business. Um, this was definitely for me and I love doing it. I love doing it. I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the best groomer in the world, but I'm pretty good at grooming. And, you know, I, I, if everything goes away, I would still groom dogs. If everything goes away, all these trucks, all these employees, all these people, all these con not contracts, but all, you know, just all these different areas we service. Um, I would just go back to working in an unlabeled truck and not talking to anybody and, doing triathlon when I wanted to, it would, it would still be the gig I chose. So that's how I know that I definitely picked the right, and it's kind of picked me, but I stuck with the thing that's, that's for me because I really enjoy it. So I will leave you with that. I might have Stacy on next week, depending on when we get together. So it's not another solo boring episode, but we will chat soon.